What's going on, guys? Buck Ripple here, creator of Trippy Highlights Instagram and YouTube pages. Alongside me is my special guest, David Rankin. David, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show, though. Uh, I just wanted to say that I'm a big fan and uh, promoter of Trippy Highlights. And uh, yeah. Yes, David, you sure are. And uh, David, with that being said, your Instagram will be in the link below for the people watching on YouTube. Tell them why they should follow you. Well, first of all, we talk about college football on my Instagram. Uh, a lot of college football posts and discussions. And uh, also some news. So make sure to follow. Yeah, guys, follow him. Follow Trippy Highlights on Instagram. Subscribe to them on YouTube. And, uh, David, who is your favorite team? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yes, a great team this year. Great team. Uh, My favorite team is Ohio State. You guys probably know that. If you guys follow me on YouTube or Instagram, you should be able to tell because I do post a lot of Ohio State. But that doesn't matter. I'm not going to be a... uh, a girl about this, I'm going to just give them straight up. I'm not going to sissy Ohio State because their mistakes have got them to where they're at this season. And, yeah. uh, David, since you are the guest on the show, who are your top six teams going into week 12 of the college football season? Okay, well, the, at number six, I have Clemson. I believe Clemson has had a weaker schedule. And they also lost to Syracuse, so I think that will hurt them. They have to play Florida State, Citadel, and South Carolina. So I just feel like that's not enough to push them to the top four. Wow. Well, David, who is your fifth team in the country? At number five, I have Wisconsin. Wisconsin plays Iowa, Michigan, and Minnesota. I believe Iowa will have a good chance to beat Wisconsin, and that's why they're not in my top four. All right, David. Now give us a rundown of what your top four for the college football playoffs are looking like after week 11 going into week 12. Okay, so at number four, I have Oklahoma. Oklahoma is obviously led by Baker Mayfield. Um, has been playing great. He's in his prime right now. Uh, Oklahoma has TCU, Kansas, and West Virginia left to play. So uh, I feel like those will be wins for them, and they'll be in the top four. Yes. Did you watch the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game? Wow, what a game. Uh, yeah. Forget offense in that. It's just all the offense in that game. So it was yeah. a great game. Rip the defenses. I bet you the defensive coaches were mad or oh, are yeah. going to be nope. mad throughout the week yeah. about how that game turned out. But uh, Oklahoma's defense did come up clutch in the last minutes. Listen, all I can say is the defenses on both teams are going to be running a lot in practice. That's all I can say. Yes, indeed. All right, David, who's your top three? All right. At number three, Notre Dame. Uh, Obviously, Notre Dame's had a very strong season. Their only loss came to Georgia, 17-16. Georgia, which is number two, uh, really helps them in the rankings. So that's why I feel like they're number three. Mm, nice. All right, David, who is your top team in the country? This should be no surprise if you say somebody yeah, other than Alabama. Obviously, yes, obviously Alabama. Uh, 
I just feel like there's really no contention for Alabama right uh, right now. I just feel like Georgia can't give them a game. Notre Dame can't give them a game. And even Oklahoma. I mean, there's just really no competition for Alabama right now. No, there's not. And uh, I don't even think half the NFL teams could match up to Alabama the way yeah. they're playing. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Alabama is playing like an NFL team right now. Yes, they indeed are. All right, David, I'm going to give you my top six. At number six, I got Miami. But let me tell you, this week's going to be a really, really tough, deciding game between Notre Dame and Miami. Whoever wins this game are probably going to be in the college football playoffs. Uh, It's no surprise. They're both having great seasons. Miami, I'm not sure what their record was last year, but uh, Notre Dame... They had a total turnaround. They was four and eight, and now they're eight and one. That's the most surprising thing I've seen in a while. But at number five, I do have Oklahoma. Oklahoma, they do score a lot of points, but their defense also does look weak at times. Their biggest win for me was at Ohio State. Uh, They kind of controlled the game the whole time, locked down uh, Ohio State's offense. Funny that I say that because I do talk about how weak their defense is. But uh, if they play Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, or even Clemson, their defense will probably just get picked apart because their defense cannot defend the pass. We've seen that Saturday with the uh, defeat uh, of Oklahoma State. But that was uh, a win they still got, so that's all yeah. that matters. And, yeah, and let me uh, hop in here. That was – their defensive performance really uh, scares a lot of fans out there. Uh, if their defense doesn't pick it up, I don't believe they could uh, compete with the top four. So, All right. At number four, I do have Clemson. Sadly, I have Clemson because, I don't know, I just don't think they deserve to be a top four team. But they're really – Wisconsin's too weak of a team. I'm saying, well – I don't know if their team is weak, their schedule is weak, and I just don't think they'll be prepared for whoever they play in the Big Ten championship game. That's why I have them so low at number seven in my rankings, but that's that's my own personal opinion. At number three, I do have Notre Dame. Notre Dame's been playing great all this season. Uh, they should have beat Georgia. They've had a, they had a lot of missed opportunities. <laughs> Yeah, that was a very close game. It could have went either way. So Yeah, but uh, Georgia wide receivers made some uh, great plays that game. Goodwin had that touchdown catch in the corner, and that was just phenomenal. If he didn't catch that ball, I guarantee you Notre Dame would have won. Uh, yes. So Notre Dame could be undefeated right now. Their only loss comes to number two, Georgia. Why was Georgia ranked ahead of Alabama in the college football rankings? I have you know, no that was a big question for me too, and I'm sure the whole college football world uh you know, I don't know what they were thinking when they put Georgia at number one. Uh obviously Georgia's a great team, but they just uh they haven't been putting wins together like Alabama has, so that was a big shocker to me. Well, when and if Alabama and Georgia meet in the SEC championship, I think Nick Saban is gonna give them the uh, beatdown. 
uh, I guess you could call it the bully beatdown since they was ranked ahead of them. <laughs> yes, uh, bully beatdown at the least. So. Yes, but I don't think they'll still be number one in tomorrow's rankings by the committee. I think they're a little smarter than that, but the committee is uh, the committee. That's all I'm going to say about the committee. Uh, number one, I do have Alabama, and the reason why I have Alabama is wh- who else would you have than uh, Alabama at number one? And I'm going to tell you why Alabama. what makes Alabama so good is they have so much roster depth. That's what makes them so good. Because if you do look at the stats, Jalen Hurts has 1,400 yards passing on the season, 10 touchdowns and one interception. And then you have Tua. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because I'll butcher it so bad. But uh, (laughs) he has uh, five touchdowns and one interception, combining for 15 touchdowns and two interceptions just in quarterbacks alone. I mean – 10 touchdowns for a starting quarterback in nine games isn't really the best of things, but they can pound the ball down your throat with running the ball. They have 30 rushing touchdowns combined as a team this season. Uh, three players with over 90 carries, Damian Harrison, or Harrison, wow. Damian Harris, my bad about that, guys. Jalen Hurts and Bo Scarborough. I think Bo Scarborough is going to probably – transform into a beast in the NFL just because the way he plays he he can run through anybody Um, yes and another thing with uh, Alabama is just tons of NFL prospects coming out of their year in and year out and I just don't think any of the other teams can compete with those athletes that they have definitely not and that comes with winning because the more you win the more recruits are gonna want to come to your school and carry on the tradition, and Alabama just, I think they're going to win another national title. It's simple as that. All right, David, uh, moving on from our top six, who is the most surprising, or what is the most surprising thing that happened this week in college football? Uh, the most surprising thing for me, especially with the rankings, is USC being ahead of Penn State. Uh, USC has had a weaker schedule throughout the season, and uh, one of their losses came to Notre Dame. They absolutely got blown out. Like, it wasn't even a close game. Uh, they are ranked ahead of Penn State, who only lost to Ohio State by one point and uh, just lost to Michigan State by a field goal. So I just don't agree with that. I don't know what they were thinking. I think Penn State should definitely be much higher than number 16. Yeah, that's another thing I had. Uh, USC, they're always the most hyped team year in and year out, and they always disappoint us. They lost on a fumble. Come on, guys. How could you guys be ranked so high when you lose on a fumble? How do you? Yes. And another thing I wanted to add is uh, Michigan State, um, they are ahead of, Washington State. I just don't agree with that also. I just feel like uh, Washington State really proved themselves this year and they should be higher than that. So, Well, see, I think Washington State should be ranked a little higher and the only reason why I'm saying that is because Washington State has, uh, well, I guess you could say has had a tough schedule, but at the same time had the most overrated schedule because the Pac-12 is probably the most overrated 
division in college football. It's just, yeah. it's easily because it's easily said because USC, they're just, they're always, they're always supposed to be the best team, you know, and they're always end up being a top 15 team instead of the top four team. Like they're always hyped up to be another thing uh, was Michigan state. I feel like they should be ranked a little higher because they they're like Notre Dame. They changed from last season. Uh, Michigan State. I'm not sure what they went last year, but they are seven and two this year. I know they was nowhere near this last year. So in one season they got transformed. Same with Notre Dame. I'm really surprised that they're doing so good after going four and eight. Uh, another thing. Uh, this one is kind of um, tough. But Ohio State did get blown out by Iowa. I think yeah. it would be a little closer. But it was just Yeah, and that was it was that, just terrible I mentioned that too. That was the biggest surprise of the week. I at least expected a close game. I mean, you're playing Iowa, a big underdog in this game. Ohio State should have easily won. But it's not even like a close game. I mean, they got blown. Uh no. And the uh, reason why Iowa is so tough is their stadium. Their stadium, they've had so many upsets at that stadium. It's incredible. Michigan State, they've knocked off. Uh, they've knocked off a lot of teams in that stadium who were ranked really high, and they did it again. So Iowa, I feel like they should be ranked top 20, not top 25, top 20, I'm saying. Uh I'm surprised they're yes. not ranked a little uh, higher. Yeah, um, okay, I mean, I totally David. agree with that. Every team in college football really hopes they don't have to go play uh, at Iowa Stadium. It's just a really uh, intimidating atmosphere, and it just doesn't seem like anybody could get it done there. So, No, Iowa's a really tough place to play, apparently. And uh, with the records, uh, you know, nine about nine games Sorry, but we season, lost you there. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Uh, nine games into the season, we do – the season is almost over, okay? So, based on records right now, who what who is the most underrated team compared to their record? Um, well, this team really stands out to me. There's actually two teams that I think could compete in the college football playoffs, but their record might really hurt them and probably is, uh, Auburn. Auburn is a really strong team, ranked at number 10, uh, obviously playing in the SEC, tough competition, and uh, they seem to really be handling it well. And uh, also Oklahoma State, I mean, as you just saw, they gave the number five team in the country a really good run for their money, uh, only losing 55-52. So I think those are two underrated teams that should be higher, in my opinion. Yes, uh, indeed. And uh, also, I think I'm going to say this. This is probably going to seem crazy. Well, I kind of already said it. Washington State, I feel like they're a better team than their record shows. Also, Iowa and Iowa State, I think they're both better than their record shows. Iowa State 6-3, and three, Iowa 6-3, and three, Washington State 7-2. and two. Um, It's just crazy where they come up with these rankings. Because Iowa State knocked off two 
number two ranked teams, you know. They was both ranked two when they beat them, I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, Oklahoma was ranked third when they played, and TCU was ranked four. So, <sighs> Iowa State, I feel like if they do beat Oklahoma State, that's going to obviously knock Oklahoma State out of playoff contention. Uh, TCU still needs to lose if Oklahoma and Oklahoma State want to have a rematch in uh, the Big Ten, or the Big Ten, wow, the Big 12 uh championship that's a little weird uh how do you feel about the big 12 having a big 12 championship game now um honestly i really don't know how i feel about that um yeah i i don't really have a comment on that um i feel like it was much needed because before that they was getting overlooked uh because of not having a championship game and being a power five school was kind of a that's that's doesn't make sense, you know. It's not an everyday thing, and that's why a lot of teams wanted to leave the Big Twelve was because of not having a Big Twelve championship, and that's what some of the controversy was in the off season. And uh, David, go ahead and uh, add in your midseason awards. Who do you think is going to win the Heisman? So the Heisman right now. Uh, Honestly, I'd have to go with Baker Mayfield right now. After his performance against Oklahoma State, uh, I feel like he's just in his prime for the season right now, and I feel like he's going to get better from there. So I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, uh, he kind of proved it in the last game. Uh, I think he is going to be a tough contender in the Heisman race. Yes. Uh, Josh Adams also going to be up yeah, there. Didn't that's do much underdog. last game. Yes, but that's another underdog I was going to mention is definitely Josh Adams. Uh, it's sort of sad this week. Uh, Josh Adams took an injury in the game and uh, he wasn't able to get his yards for the Heisman. So that's why I feel like he won't be able to win it. Uh, yeah, and uh, actually Saquon Barkley, he's probably going to drop because of his poor performance the last few weeks. It wasn't just this week at Michigan State. It was also the week before that at Ohio State. He hasn't having the best uh, couple weeks, and they've lost both of those games. When he's not played well, they haven't won. So Saquon Barkley is a He's probably the reason why uh, Penn State has lost the last two weeks because he's not getting – enough touches, or I don't know what it is. He's just not being himself, I guess. Um, and that's another thing. Big Ten football is one of the toughest conferences now. Uh, as you can see this season, they've ha they have a lot of good teams, and that's a reason why they have two two-loss two teams who are much better than their record shows. So, uh, yeah, Bryce Love is probably also going to drop because his poor performance against Washington State. I didn't get to watch that game, but 69 yards and one touchdown with zero receiving yards, that's just not him. He was averaging, what, 200 yards a game or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and JT Barrett, I think he's going to drop out of the Heisman race just because four interceptions. Uh, he, he had one previous to that on the whole entire year and that was against Oklahoma so 
Yeah, he has a 28-5 to touchdown-to-interception ratio, which isn't bad, and he has 2,300 passing yards uh, with 500 rushing yards and five touchdowns to go along with that. That's good, but I just don't think it's good enough. Josh Adams, I think he's going to finish number two in the Heisman race this year. Yeah, I love Josh Adams because he's just a beast. He Don't give him a, a gap because uh, – if you give him a gap, he is taking it to the house every single time. And also here, I have uh, ranked number six in the Heisman candidate uh, race is Khalil Tate from Arizona. This kid is phenomenal. Yes. He's a kid, sophomore. This kid is phenomenal. I mean, how are you going to catch him? Like, I mean, you just got to find a really good way to catch this kid. He can't be. Yeah, for a quarterback, I mean, he's not the best passer. He's not the worst passer, though. He has about 1,000 yards passing this year, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. But he is a sophomore, so he's only been sacked five times this whole entire season. That's really good. And most of that comes because of he's a uh, good, agile uh, quarterback. And uh, Arizona probably should be ranked uh, – They've lost to Houston, which is an, a decent team. Utah, which is an okay team. And then to USC, which is a top 15 team. So I don't know how he's not ranked higher. I mean, his passing isn't there. But his rushing yards, just look at this. 62, 24, 327, 136, 161. Uh, over that span, he's had uh, nine touchdowns. So he's doing really good as a quarterback running the ball. Uh, maybe the next Michael Vick, I don't know. That's Time will tell. Be, being compared to Michael Vick as a sophomore is kind of absurd, but uh, who knows? I mean, you see guys like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's a really good I mean, this kid quarterback as reminds well. me just uh, like he reminds me of a Michael Vick right now. Uh, he's only a sophomore. I mean, he's still got more time to develop, and I think it really has a bright future. Yes, him and Lamar Jackson sure remind me of Michael Vick, but I don't know. I think, I think personally, Lamar Jackson will probably turn out to be the better quarterback, uh, just because. He he did it as a freshman. Fifty touchdowns as a freshman is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I just think Lamar Jackson. He was good in high school. Most of you guys probably don't know this, but if you guys ever seen that step back juke of that kid uh, running the ball for a touchdown, that was Lamar Jackson. For all of you guys on YouTube, I will show you guys a clip of that right here. Um. So yeah, David. Uh, with that being said, who are your players of the week? All right, so first, the obvious one, I'm going to start it out here, is uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield threw for 598 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, he also rushed for another touchdown. Having his team, uh, he helped his team put up 62 points in the win. So, Yes, yeah, 62 points is a lot of points. Uh who do you have for your second player of the week? Uh, second player of the week, Rashawn Evans from uh, Alabama. Uh, Rashawn Evans had 10 pounds. All right. Uh, Rashawn Evans, had t as I was saying, had 10 tackles and one sack. 
uh, against LSU. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. And for your third and final player of the week, who do you have? Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Uh, Jonathan Taylor rushed for 183 yards and uh, had a touchdown against Indiana. Um, yes, and he is also a freshman, fastest freshman to reach a thousand rushing yards. Yeah. So, and another question is, I don't see Jonathan Taylor being mentioned in the the Heisman race, which might be uh, a little over the top, but I feel like Jonathan Taylor would be able to compete for that. And as you say that, this is another question, but if you guys don't know, look at the stats. Mike Weber from, or not Mike Weber, my bad, uh, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. I'm a, I might be just saying this because I'm an Ohio State fan, but look at his rushing yards on the season. He has more than... Uh, Saquon Barkley, and he might have more than uh, he might. Don't don't quote me on this, but I'm gonna check right here. He might have more rushing yards than Josh Adams, two of the running backs. Uh, he doesn't have more rushing yards than Josh Adams, uh, but he does have more than Saquon Barkley. So yeah, that's another thing to think of. Uh, you know, and uh, one thing I wanted to say is this year, uh, this season, there are so many good running backs out there. I mean, the amount of running backs contending, even being a contender for the Heisman Trophy is amazing. So uh, it's just been a great year for running backs. Yes, that is very true. Um, my top player of the week is also going to be Baker Mayfield. You can't throw for nearly 600 yards and uh, – not be a player of the week that's just crazy um for my second player of the week is nathan stanley from the university of iowa threw for five touchdowns against a very good ohio state defense who looked very weak in this game so he just picked ohio state apart and for my third player of the week is gonna be none other than you guys should probably already know this but if you guys don't the Miami University defense, I'm going to give them the player of the week because yeah. they, they're just one of the greatest defenses in college football this season, and I think that's Notre Dame's uh, toughest opponent. Yes, and uh, I wanted to comment on the Miami-Notre Dame game also. If Notre Dame, by chance, loses this game, it will be because of Miami's defense. But you also have to look. I mean, Notre Dame's offense is what's carrying them this year. Yes, Notre Dame's also offense. Defense, but Notre Dame's offense is great this year. Uh, I know Wake Forest is a weaker team. They just put 48 on Wake Forest. Uh, they're just scoring. They're put 49, I don't know exactly, but around 49-50 against USC. So, I mean, it's just been a great year offensively. Yeah, that USC game was really depressing for Trojan fans as uh, Notre Dame just looked phenomenal. And, so before we end the show, let's talk about our favorite teams. Uh, so, what are your feelings about Ohio State? Like, how do you feel about the season so far? Uh, well... This is going to sound crazy, but where we're at right now, I'm kind of happy because I do think if we was 8-1 and one right now we and we won out the season, we'd probably be in the college football playoffs. And the reason why I don't want us in the college football playoffs is I just think we'll get torn to pieces by Alabama because Alabama's not going to lose. I don't care who you put in the college football playoffs. 
they're not going to lose. So I feel bad for whoever's in the college football playoffs. I think JT Barrett's having a good season besides the Iowa game. Uh, I hate how people say JT Barrett should be benched. That's just retarded. Look at his stats. Uh, yeah, he's one of the most winningest quarterbacks in college football history. Uh, he's just, he has the most touchdowns in uh, Big Ten history. That's another thing. Uh, how do you feel about Notre Dame so far in the season? Well, listen, Notre Dame, I am really confident. Uh, led by Josh Adams and uh, Brandon Wimbush. Their offense is great this year. Uh, I'm counting right now. They have around six games that they put up 30 points or more this season, so that's saying a lot. And uh, I just feel like their offense is really going to carry them to perhaps a national championship. Uh, it would take a lot to beat Alabama, but I feel like they could contend with Alabama. So, Well, I uh... – Disagree with you there. I just don't think anybody can contend with Alabama. Uh, but but you never know. Notre Dame and the Georgia game, I thought Notre Dame was going to beat Georgia. It didn't happen. Uh, Georgia, I don't know. I'm still a little surprised how they was ranked over Alabama. That was just crazy. But what's the biggest difference between last year and this year of being a Notre Dame fan? Well, being a Notre Dame fan uh... – our defense really struggled last year. Um, offense has never really been a major issue for Notre Dame, but defense last year, I mean, we were giving up 30, 40 points every game. Oh, yeah. That, and that just Last year's Texas yeah. game was uh, heartbreaking for uh, yeah. Notre Dame. You know, yeah, Texas was just an example, but, I mean, everything just went downhill. Like, I mean, the defense wasn't there. And then the offense started going downhill. So it was just an overall not the best season, and I'm glad that they turned it around this year. Yeah. Um. Did they make a coaching change? I didn't really follow uh, too much in the offseason. Oh, Brian Kelly. No, Brian Kelly has been with the team for a while now. Okay. Um, All right. I feel like Brian definitely definitely uh, securing a spot with the team after this season and making a run. So yeah. I feel like every. Good. Everything's good with that, and uh, I agreed. Then, uh, he's a pretty good coach. Um, how do you feel about Les Miles, though? Why Why did LSU get rid of Les Miles? Do you think it was a good thing, or do you think it was a bad thing? I know this happened last year, uh, but it's still a really good topic to talk about. So, this is a tough one to have an opinion on, especially like once you're not in the locker room, the team, and everything. Personally, I'm a big believer of fresh starts. Um, I feel like uh, LSU needed something fresh. But once again, Les Miles was a very good coach, and I don't believe everything was his fault. So it's just – it could go either way. Right. You can't take a team to a national title or two if uh, you're not a good coach. Uh, he. D but another thing is you can't really blame uh, the coaching staff – because the SEC is probably the toughest division or one of the toughest divisions in college football. I mean, it's a really yeah. tough conference. To Listen, play. if you're in that, I mean, you are you have a tough game every game. I mean, every league game is tough in that league. And I feel like if you're off one night, then you start getting losses. I mean, that's just how it goes in that uh, league. Yeah, they're doing uh, better this season, six and three. 
Uh, but yeah, that's all we really have for this podcast. If you guys do want to see another episode of this podcast, just wait. It'll be here probably next Monday. Uh, for everybody on YouTube, if you guys did like this podcast, hit the like button, subscribe, uh, follow us on Instagram in the link below. And that'll be it, uh, David. Thank you for joining me in this episode. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, see you next week. All right, yeah, thanks, Bo. Thanks for having me. All right, see ya.